Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. This is the Mind Gym Podcast. We're here again uh, with one of my high school friends, and we're going to hear her beautiful mind, and uh, hopefully this will assist in changing some lives and hopefully change the way you see your world and uh, listen to some really interesting conversation, and uh, hopefully we can make some more, uh, create some more love and peace on this planet. And as you all know, I've mentioned before, I suffered from severe anxiety and depression for several years, and recently I, uh, recently, and I hope by sharing my stories and others, it uh, is going to benefit you, and I really want to sincerely thank you guys all for your support and uh, all your comments and likes, and uh, please subscribe. We like, rely on your support and feedback to keep this podcast rolling, so... With that being said, I'm here with a young, beautiful gal that I went to high school with. Her name's Lisa Wilson. Um, she's an incredible young lady, motivated, high energy, and uh, hard to keep up. With, hard to keep up with. So, so uh, let's rock and roll, and uh, welcome Lisa. We actually went to high school together, and uh, I see her at the gym every week. We go to uh, the Treehouse in Draper, Utah. And uh, she's a wonderful human, and I thought it'd be neat to have her on and discuss a little bit about her upbringing. And also, she is the mother of the quarterback of uh, the current BYU football team, and her boy's name Zach Wilson. And I believe she's raised an amazing young man, and so we're <laughs> going to ask her some questions about that with her and her, her husband's name's Mike, and uh, I'm really interested to, to see... Um, what their tricks were to raising such neat human beings. They have a bunch of wonderful kids, four boys and two girls, I That's believe. Right, 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 Lisa? Yep, six kids. Yeah, so six how are you pack. today, Lisa? I'm so great. I'm happy. That's what I tell the people in my class, as long as you're happy. Yeah. Just say you're happy. Then you're good, yeah. She's good. a instructor, fitness instructor. I am. Tell us what you do at the Treehouse. Um, I teach... Um, a party cycle class, and um, I also teach, it's called Dance Club. So I have about 50 women that come in there and let loose a little bit, and it's dark, and we play awesome music, and and hope to just give them one hour of me time where they just forget for a second that they're a mom and a cleaning lady and a cook and, you know, in charge of everything in the world, and they're just in charge of themselves for that hour. So, yeah. so cool. I kind of... And she, and she has a huge following. You have to sign up to get into her class. <laughs> I do. Every time neat. I think, wow, maybe I shouldn't have said that today. Maybe I shouldn't have done that today. <laughs> and then they just keep coming back. Then I come back the next day and it's full and it's packed and you have to get there half hour early to get a bike. And I think, okay, it's reaching somebody. <laughs> you, must, you must be doing some right, Lise. Must be doing I'm something. I'm surprised, though, that they haven't canned you yet. Oh, 
well. I hear you use a little bit of harsh language every once in a while. Well, no. I mean, I don't like drop F-bombs or anything. I just um, I just get real, you know. Yeah. And I call them out and tell them that, you know, I don't really care how they were brought up. I don't care if they had abusive parents. I don't care if they, you know, were in an orphanage or if they had a boy that told them they were fat once. You know, yeah. that's all excuses. Like, what's today? Yeah. How are you finding you're happy today? You're yeah. in charge of your own happiness. And that's that's really important for people to find that. You know, how many, we sure. use way too many excuses, you know. I agree. Husbands, kids, I'm tired. It's BS. Yeah. <laughs> we all got a story and an excuse, That's don't we? That's right. We do. But isn't that what makes us amazing? Sure. You know, Zach tells me all the time, Mom, when you're uncomfortable is when you grow. Yeah. You know, so getting to those desperation moments is what makes you amazing. Yep. You know? 100%. As you're talking about being like, you know, what's going on like right now today, just this weekend, the last few days, um, I went down to a rehab facility that uh, just opened up. It's called Pathways Down in, um, it's near Richfield, but it's in a little town of Glenwood. Mm -hmm. They just opened up an inpatient facility where you go for 30 or 45 days and you deal with your addictions. Mm -hmm. And there was a gal there that said that, well, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic. And I'm like, is it true? You're an alcoholic. You know, like, she's like, yeah, you know, I've gone backwards or, you know, regressed or whatever, you know, 20 times. It's my 10th time in... Uh, addiction recovery and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, right now, like now, as we sit here and you're sitting in that chair, you can al- are you an alcoholic? She sits there for a minute and she's like, well, yeah. You know, because if you put a drink in front of me, I'll drink it. I'm like, but right now, are you an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. Now, because this is all we have. Right. The past is gone. Right. The future's ahead of us. And all you have is this one split second. So right now, as I ask you in this one split second, are you an alcoholic? And she says, no. She says, Brandon, you're the first person to tell me that in 20 years. Right. That I'm not an alcoholic. And explain it to me to where I can actually believe it and understand it. Right. You know, because I'm like, is there any alcohol in your system? No. <laughs> is there, are you drinking here in this facility? You've been here for 30 days. You know, you haven't had any alcohol in 30 days, so. Right. I'd even say this month, are you an alcoholic? But she just was shocked to know that, you know, she said, you're the first person to ever tell me that I'm not an alcoholic, and this is my 20th, you know, or 10th time visiting, and I've right. know, regressed or whatever. But isn't that how it is? We all take our labels, right? Yeah. And then we act like our labels, you know, yeah. I'm fat, mm-hmm. I'm lazy, mm-hmm. I'm I'm... Um, without a job, I'm a bad husband, I'm a bad wife. Yeah. You know, we take those labels on and then we just act like that label. From the label. Yeah. You know, just like BYU. Yeah. They're complacent. You know, exactly. we're a losing team. We suck. Right. That's what we are. That's who we are. Yeah, yeah. no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. we, can, we can change that. Yeah. And that's what I told that gal. I said, even if you drink last month or the month before, it's what you do. What you do is not who you are. It can't be. Right. Right? That's right. So just because yeah. we make some wrong decisions or yeah. do something here or there, we just grow from it and move on. And it doesn't define you. No. Even if you've been an alcoholic for 20 years, it doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. Because no. once your system's clean and there's no alcohol in your system, I believe you're no longer an alcoholic. But if you say by the label that I am an alcoholic, then you continue to believe that that's that's violence to your soul and how you're talking and speaking to yourself, especially when you look in the mirror every yeah. morning. 
Well, I think it's easier for them to relapse, right? Well, I'm an alcoholic, so that's what I do. I drink, you know, or a bad father, or well, I'm just a bad dad, so I'm just not going to ever call my kids again, you know, instead of going, well, today, today I can be a good dad. Absolutely. You know, tomorrow you may not be, but we take one day. One day. Yeah, it's like one day at a time. One minute at a time. And it's so hard to stay there and be in the moment and be present, but, man, yeah, if you can get people to drop their labels... But literally, she started bawling. She's like, that's the first time I've ever heard that. And and now she believes that she's truly in that moment, not not an alcoholic. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, and now you can heal. Like, welcome home. It's not who you are. It's what you do. So let's move forward from here and knowing that you can, you know, be sober and stay away. It was just so cool. I'm so glad she met you. Because that may have changed her life forever. It was the most amazing. We were there for like, it was like five or six hour group, little session I put together with Mm -hmm. these eight gals. It's a woman's facility. You know, and then I they start belong, like believing that they belong yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I have to get back there. That's the type yeah. of, I'm a, I'm a loser. I'm an yeah. alcoholic. I need yeah. to get back there, you know? Yeah, I hang out in recovery centers because yeah. I didn't what heal I in the first one, so I'm going to try and right. try to find one that fits. Right. I don't know. It's just neat to see that some of these recovery centers are, you know, hopefully I'm going to help shift the way some of them, you know, maybe this one, the way they... Just implement some different exercises to get them to really. Well, it's so much deeper. It's not like just yeah. stop drinking. No, it has right? nothing to do with the alcohol. Stop eating. Stop drinking. Yes. Stop doing drugs. I mean, why are you doing them? You yes. know, what got you there? What? what belief system and label have you taken on that's exactly. getting you there over what's, and over? What's the thought you yeah. had before you took the drink of alcohol? That's right. what I want to do with the yep. alcohol. Just fall away. Yeah, that's just their the label thought. for today. Yeah, cool. Love it. So, anyways, Lisa, how you grew up in a great big family. I did. Right? How many siblings? I'm very fortunate. Um, there's seven of us total. Seven. Mm-hmm. And you come from a family, I would say, and I don't know all your siblings, but of high achievers. Yes. Right? Very high. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'd say it's rubbed off on you because I watch you. You're a goer. I'm a goer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell yeah. me a little bit about your upbringing and maybe your siblings just quickly. Sure. I mean, we were, we always joke around that we were free range kids, that um, my parents were not helicopter parents. I'm not. I mean, we, you know, I tell my kids all the time, I may not be here tomorrow. You know, (laughs) I'm not going to be here forever. You need to learn to do all of this yourself. You need to, to learn to take care of yourself. And so my parents, they gave us the key, you know, components that we needed to be successful, but they didn't do it for us. You know, so my brother started JetBlue. He first started at Air, um, at Morris Air. So, like, my he came home from a mission. My dad, he told my dad, I have this great idea. I want to rate, rent these airplanes. And there's a great podcast that talks about his whole story. And my dad rented a little office and a phone and said, go ahead, do it. And he did. And he made um, independent flight services, which soon turned into Morris Air. And then it goes on and on in that. But he ended up starting JetBlue. Um, and then now he owns um, Azul Airlines in Brazil and then Tap Air. So, you know, he was given what he needed to be successful. And but, his name um, was David. David Neeleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people know him. Um, my other brother's a, a partner in the largest um, law firm in Seattle. His name's John. I have another brother that um, started Health Equity. He um, changed healthcare system forever. And he's also a trauma surgeon. Um, my sisters run our family resort down in southern Utah. I have another sister that runs a resort up in, um, in Park City. 
And, um, you know, I always tell the people in my class, you know, I don't really believe that success is by how many, how much money you have in your bank account. You know, um, I'm not a multimillionaire like my brothers, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm on a smaller scale. You know, mine is more about changing lives, changing people, changing relationships, you know, making them realize that life is beautiful and, um, that we should take advantage of every second we have because we never know when it could end, you know? Yeah. So we are, we all have ADD severely. I mean, we all sleep about four or five hours a day, um, but we love it and that's what we do. Yeah. We're goers. Yeah. We're goers. Yeah. My parents travel the world. They've written several books and they, um, I'm there 85 and still fly all over. Don't miss a football game. Really? So are they goers too? Oh yeah. Both of them? Yeah. My mom used to teach at BYU. She used to teach, um, they're called the Joy of Womanhood classes um, for women. She wrote several books. Um, My dad was a foreign correspondent, so that's how he ended up. They lived in Brazil for 12 years. And we we didn't eat until 10 o'clock at night. My dad, we didn't eat until my dad got home, and he worked late, put in the hours, you know, and all of that rolled over to all of us. I mean, I've got a work ethic that is nuts. Hmm. I mean. So would you not eat as a child? Kind of like no. dinner's not we till We waited 10 till 10. We really? waited until my dad but you got had home. breakfast and lunch. Well, yeah. Oh, we would okay. eat dinner. Would eat we eat dinner. dinner. Okay. Sorry, I should explain That's okay. that. I just nope. make sure that it's clear no. so people don't get confused. We, no, we ate as a family and we waited till my father walked in the door. Cool. That's how it was. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> They're amazing people. They really are. Huh. Um, did a thought on your ADD, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. You just talked earlier about don't put labels on people because then that defines you. <laughs> I like that label, Brandon. <laughs> I like that label. <laughs> you like it? I do. I so tell my kids all the time, it's not a bad one. So it means that you are... You're a little crazy. Yeah. It means that you're super motivated. It means that you're you're super creative, that you're inspirational. And I'm annoying to some, but you know, a lot of people need a little bit of us in the world. And and that's your your definition of ADD is it works for you. Yeah. But can it be exhausting at times? Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people think I'm pretty exhausting. My husband likes to say I'm like too much hot fudge. Yeah. And I say, Well, you're like a little ball of vanilla ice cream, so <laughs> But does the hot fudge ever want to relax? Um, it is. It's exhausting for me. I mean, he'll say, oh, you're just, nobody has any idea what I have to deal with. And I'm like, you have no idea what I have to deal with. I mean, my brain just runs 100 miles an hour. Okay. I mean, they were, we were all laughing about how, who has more emails unread on their, on their Gmail, and everybody was guessing. I have 17,000. Really? Yeah. That's okay, though. Damn. It doesn't bug me. It's all good. Yeah. I would just say in that that uh, in my experience, because I've dealt with almost in the last three or four years, I've probably talked to almost everybody with every single label on the planet, mm-hmm. and those labels do, like you say, define you a bit. But it might be exhausting you more than you have any idea. It it's exhausting. And imagine if you remove the label, maybe you might mellow out and still be motivated and still sleep yeah, at I don't night. Know. I don't know. That's one to question. I don't know. I feel like it's almost a brain function thing. My brother was at a at a convention one time. And they were interviewing him. And um, they said, why don't you take medication for your ADD? And he said, well, why would I do that? Because then I'd be like the rest of you. 
<laughs> so we may be the only weird people in the world. And you'd be lazy, is that what you're that, saying? <laughs> well, not creative, not outgoing, not pushing people to the, to the, you know, to the top. Okay, you know? here's one for you. What if I told you I had ADD and I no longer do? Well, and I'm still motivated. Maybe you didn't like it. Maybe I did. I don't know. Be amazed. <laughs> You'd be amazed. It'll show up for you. What I'm guessing is you don't have ADD. You just believe you do. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely a brain function. Because I remember when I was losing my mind and having so much anxiety and depression, uh-huh. I thought I had a uh, an issue with my mind or mm-hmm. some type of abnormality in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I went through the medication. I tried it all. I did it all. And none of it worked. But when I started slowing down my mind and asking myself, you know, are you really depressed? Are you anxious? Do mm-hmm. you really have ADD? You know, is your work really driving you insane? And I question all these things. Holy cow, what showed up for me was a whole nother world. Well, don't you think that ADD affects people differently? Absolutely. Like I, I've, never, I've never experienced depression mm-hmm. or anxiety or, um, but I can be super annoying to other people, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of white fans that love me and a lot that hate me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's just... And so it's a personality. It's become a personality trait, maybe a label, but it's not one that um, has caused negative to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just worth looking at. You'd be amazed what showed up for you. It's so crazy. But I kind of like how I am, so I don't know. Yeah, I like how you are, too. (laughs) I just want you to sleep more than four or five hours. I know. Would you love to sleep eight, eight hours would. a week? I would. Or eight hours, eight a, hours night? a night. It would yeah. be nice. I'd probably have less wrinkles uh, and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see any wrinkles from here. I'll I'm try only it. four feet away. I'll try it. Yeah. Cool. So, anyways, that's a thought. That's a thought. I'm going to try it. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to question gonna, you gonna one gonna day on your ADD. Meditating. I'm going to put your ADD on one of my work. See, meditating and yoga is super hard for me. I just want to jump out of it's my skin. It's because you have ADD. I know. You actually I don't. I do. Guess what you have? What? And so does the world. What? A thinking disorder. Maybe. Let's call it that. Whatever it is. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Serious. It's what I had. A thinking disorder. And that's all everybody has. As I sat down there in that women's facility last uh-huh. week, every single one of them had a problem, but none of them had a problem. They all had thinking problems. Probably. One was heroin. One's cocaine. One was an eating disorder. Two or three on alcohol. Abuse. Blah, right. blah, blah. And right. as I sat with all of them, they all had one thing in common, the way they process information. Hmm. That's the only problem any human has on this planet, I believe. Yeah, I can see that. So, so I, I guess mean, it's giving it a label that maybe we shouldn't call it a label. Let's just let's call it ADD. Let's just say I'm super hyperactive. I don't know what I am. You're super cool, but when you put a label on it, you believe that's who you are, and then that's how you function. You're no different than putting a label on any other... I got you. Thing. We'll, we'll think of a new cool hip thing just to call yeah. it. Okay. Thinking disorder. Okay. Well, that sounds. That sounds. I want to think of something more fun. Something more exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a party brain or yeah. something. I don't know. You'll be amazed. I'd, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm okay. Gonna get we'll you. talk okay. about what that. What I do okay. is worksheets on All thoughts. All right. We'll talk That's about one it. Thought. All right. Okay. So you talked about your parents and uh-huh. how they raised you. They just let you be. Any yeah. more on that? They just kind of let you. Do I mean, we worked our whole life. Like we, um, when I was little, my parent, my grandparents had little um, convenience stores, mm-hmm. and um, we just we worked. We I took a bus down at ten 
and got off and walked six blocks down on 33rd South, which is not, you know. <laughs> and who had a convenience store? My grandpa. Your grandpa. Uh-huh. He owned a few, a handful of them. And um, I stood on a milk crate and I checked people out. I probably sold some cigarettes I probably shouldn't have to underage people because I was a kid, you know. Yeah. And um, I made sandwiches in the back room and cool. we worked. I mean, I people don't make their kids work anymore. Yeah. You know. We did. We worked, and um, that work ethic just stuck. So your, everything I've ever done, I'm all in. Do your kids work? Yes. Yeah. They have jobs besides their... Well, they're in sports, so sports. they have to do stuff for us. We pay them depending on what you know work they, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need so to power wash be, the house. Yeah. You need to... Working on a hobby, or then here's your chores right. outside Because your they hobby. are... Um, they put in tons of hours. I mean, yeah, Zach will work sure. 60 hours a week on football. Yeah. You know, but, sure. huh. you know, Whitney, my yeah. daughter, uh-huh. I mean, she works like four jobs. Really? Not because I make her, because yeah. she she called me one day and she goes, Mom, what's wrong with me? Why do I just overwhelm myself? I said, I know. So, Did you say because the mirror you've been looking at yeah. your whole life is your mother? I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I have an hour in the day. I should run and do that podcast for Brandon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is funny is I think history repeats itself not only with behaviors, but who now owns a convenience store? Yeah, we do. We did. We bought them. We bought the one from my grandpa. Did you? Uh-huh. And cool. um, so when I was dating Mike, he was uh-huh. going to the U. He's playing at the U, and players can't have a job. Yeah. So he would kind of go down there and help, and they would. my aunt and grandpa would pay him on the side. And then he kind of said, I think this could really be something, you know, uh-huh. if it was run right. So we bought it, we knocked it down and built a brand new one, and then we slowly accumulated another four on auctions. Cool. Um, then we have a car wash and a laundromat. Really? Too. So you have five convenience stores we now? We just sold one. So we just sold one? Yeah. So now you have four. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. Do you yes, help with those? Do. He does most of that. Mike because, Yeah, because I have this thing where I, I should probably help him more, but... I pay for all my own stuff, and not because he makes me, because I'm just that person. I don't ever want him to tell me what I can buy, what I can't buy, yeah. you know? So cool. I, that's why I teach at the Treehouse, and I do personal training at um, Young Living and teach down there also, and then I have a little cool. side T-shirt business. Yeah. It just pays for my clothes and my makeup Keeps you hair. happy, right? Yeah. It does more for my soul than yeah. anything, just knowing that I'm contributing to yeah. something and keeps my mind active and yeah cool. and you're taking care of yourself right yeah taking care of myself I feel like I take care of the people in my class I mean those are my girls you know and, mm. and um I just does something for me to know I mean it's so important to take care of your family and your kids are number one you know but they don't always give you the gratitude that you need yeah. the pat on the back you know, but then when you do something outside of that and you get texts and emails and cards and people just say, ah, yeah. you don't even know how much you do for me. Cool. Yeah. It's lovely. It is lovely. I like it. I like it. Good for you, Lise. So tell me a little bit about your kids real quick. You have six Well, six Mike. Kids. Mike played at the U. That's your husband. He played at the U. Uh-huh. Right. A little bit about Mike. Um, he's from Hawaii. Oh. He... Um, Mike was actually um, raised in a rough environment. That's one reason that I'm like, you know, that that could be a label. I mean, his mm-hmm. his mom and dad were um, they were drug dealers, and oh. um, his father was extremely abusive. Really? Um, 
yeah, beat him up all the time. He, um, they were, they would disappear and he'd be home alone with his sister for a month at a time. And he basically raised her. He didn't even have a driver's license when he came to Utah to play football. But he got noticed by McBride and he, he brought him up here and, you know, Utah saved his life. I mean, that's one reason we were diehard Ute fans. I mean, you know, he plucked this kid out and gave him a life and, so when people are like, oh, I had this horrible upbringing, I'm like, yeah. Wow. You can pull yourself out of that if you yeah. really want to. Mike's really a great can. guy. Yeah. Wow. Cool dude. Wow. He had a rough. He did. And he works hard. Upbringing. He's a. I was going to say, is he a hard worker? Yeah, very much so. And he worked hard at you, I assume. He did, yeah. He was yeah. Um, on the coach's show, and then he blew his knees out. I mean, he's had like seven knee surgeries. So, you know, that's the bummer part of being a lineman, but. Yeah. And did he play offensive line or defensive? defensive uh, he was a defensive end. Yeah. And what year do you remember? Oh gosh, we're getting Back so in old. The um, well, we graduated what 90? ninety? Yeah, so ninety two ish. He's two years younger than me. Oh, he's younger than you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I know uh, he looks older than me. No, he, <laughs> oh, you both look great. You're both yeah. very handsome people. And, and look at your him. damn kids. Your kids yeah, they're are pretty. They're beautiful. pretty cute. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. You guys are a great mix. We are. We're a good couple. You make a nice set We're of We're a passionate yes, couple. For sure. So real quick, what, uh, like you were raised, I assume, in an LDS family. Yep. Right? My dad was and a bishop. And what was the, mm-hmm. your dad was a bishop? Mm-hmm. Really? So what was like your LDS upbringing like? Normal uh, or were you yeah. pressured? Yeah, I mean, we weren't or? like super, super... Um, we weren't super like staunch, like no TV, stay in your church clothes. We weren't anything like that. We'd go to dinner on Sundays and, you know, just a regular go to church yeah. on Sunday type, you know. My brother's a bishop now. I mean, they're, so they're yeah. all pretty, yeah. cool. pretty in. But they're pretty relaxed though too, right? Yeah. Not, not like, like diehards. No, like not like. Open-minded yeah. individuals. Yeah. Like I, cool. um. My nephew's gay, and they're all great and love him. And cool, yeah. Well, that's so nice. you know, it is nice. That's so neat. Yeah. I'd even question your nephew's gay. <laughs> Brandon, we don't have time for that right now. <laughs> that's what he thinks. There's several. So I run a group every other week, mm-hmm. and I do have quite a few human beings that are interested in the same sex. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, "You're not gay. You're just a human that loves humans." Yeah. You know, Maybe. gay's another label. You I guess know that's I mean? where he's finding happiness now. So that's what we'll yeah. roll with. I would just call him a lover. He's a lover. Of humans. All right. We'll Sounds call him way that. better, I think. <laughs> of humans. All right. We'll humans call him loving humans, right? All right. Yeah, that's what we're after. No different than you and your hubby. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. So how has religion affected your life and kind of what are your thoughts on religion on in religion. general? Um. I'm not super religious, but I'm super spiritual. So, um, cool. I'm not really into like the what do you call it? Structured yeah. religion type. Yeah. You know, I'm more of. Um, I tell my kids this isn't about you know going to a building three hours a week. This is about waking up every single day and going. I'm going to be the best I can be, the yeah. best to myself, the best daughter, the best you know neighbor, the best. Um, granddaughter, the best friend, the best employee, you know, 
just doing your best. Lisa, I'd call that true religion. You would. That's so cool. Because <laughs> that's what I talk about all the yeah. time. You know, just, whatever your religion is and what works for you, that's, yeah, just that's whatever what's works important. For you. you know, we don't need a religion to tell us what's right and wrong. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah. we know what makes someone else sad. Or, yeah. you know, we know what brings happiness. You know, so Absolutely. we just work towards that every day. And you have a moral compass. We all do. Yeah, I do. You don't need a uh, facility or a structured building to, to tell, tell me you to, which way, how right. your moral compass That's right. Works. Love it. What do your yep. kids think of religion? Do you believe? Um, like we've always, I think what's worked really well for us is our kids, you know, we're never like, don't drink or don't smoke or don't do drugs because you're Mormon and you're raised Mormon. Right. You're an athlete. Yeah. You need your mind clear. You need your body strong. You need to feed it properly. You know, God gave you an amazing gift and you need to take care of that. And so um, my kids have an amazing moral compass. I mean, they're just, yeah. I'm so fortunate that they're so just naturally good, yeah. you know. But I think it's because I didn't put a label on them. You know, you're Mormon. Those are Mormons do. Yeah. You know, you need to make choices for yourself and take care of your, your mind and, and your cool. body. So they're... Good yeah, for you. they do. They're I love great. that. I have great kids. That's cool. You do have good kids. We're really, really close with all of them. I mean, yeah. they tell us everything. Or you know, we spend as much time as possible together. Yeah. Hey, you guys are good parents. Uh, I ran into Lisa and Mike and their family in California this summer. Yeah. We got to see all your kids. And <laughs> yeah. They're just they're you can just you can just tell good kids when you see them. Yeah, they're you just know? good. It's so fun to watch. Um. Yeah, they're just Kid, good. They just seem pretty down to earth, you know. Really down to earth, really thoughtful. Yeah. You know, as much as Zach yeah. has going on, he comes up to my house every Tuesday to eat dinner with my parents yeah. just because he knows it makes him happy. Sure. And, you know, he'd kind of rather not, you know, yeah, he's tired sure. and he's got right. school. and yeah. But he does, makes you know, their day. thoughtful. We're all very Probably thoughtful. makes his day, too, actually, once he gets oh, there. Oh, once he gets there, you know, he loves yeah. chatting with him. My dad's a wise man. I'm sure. He uh, raised a wise daughter. Well, we, I hope so. I try to... I believe he did. Thanks, friend. Of course. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, it was neat that Zach uh, was thrown... The, we were playing football when Lisa and her family came by. We were down in Newport Beach on the beach, and she came by. And Zach, her son, which is obviously the BYU quarterback, was playing catch with uh, one of my um, niece's sons. And he didn't really know who he was playing catch with for a minute, <laughs> but he's like one of the biggest BYU fans so on the funny. planet. Well, they How have a cool helmet is on. that? They have a helmet on. He didn't you know? know. Yeah. Just so cool to, yeah. that, you know, just throwing the ball with whoever. Yeah. Cool. I just you know? actually posted a picture of him That's with awesome. a little boy um, yesterday on Twitter. And um, I think, you know, I try to think, you know, you always wonder why your journey goes a certain way in life, you know, and... Um, I just think it was so weird the way we ended up at BYU. It's just a bigger picture. He's It's more than football. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's there for some reason, but he's a great role model for little kids, and he's always so thoughtful. I mean, even after that Utah loss that was so devastating, you know, to him where he'd want to just stay home, mm-hmm. he picked himself up, showed up at the Corner Canyon game the next day, yeah. You know, and the so signing nice. autographs and taking pictures and and never thought one second about himself thinking, I just yeah. want to stay on screw it, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
I actually noticed that I was watching him at the game. Yeah. Watching him he hang out on his sidelines and he was and happy and excited. He was yeah. smiling. It's, you wouldn't have known that he lost the day before. No. Or that his team lost. And it was a rough game, you know. It's so. a rough game. But, no, that was yesterday. He was yeah. in charge of the next day. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, and we'll get a little further down into it. But was there any regret um, now when you look back on your life that, that he uh, ended up at attending BYU instead of Utah now when you look at it? Um, no, no regrets at all because I think that, like I said, there's a purpose. You know, I've got everyone. Ha- we all have a purpose. You know, and, and everything that we do in our life has a purpose. So, um, actually, the the guys on his team couldn't be a more perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are like amazing boys. You know, and Kalani is just a salt of the earth, amazing guy. Yeah. You know, and if that's the second dad that's stepping in mm-hmm. my son i mean yeah. there's not a better fit he's fun to watch Kalani. Yeah, he he's fun. passionate he's passionate and he's that, we're passionate people so and energetic well and he loves him yeah. like he loves his boys i mean it's not next man up for him yeah. you know and maybe that's why they're not as good because yeah. Kalani, you know cares yeah. so much about them personally and you know their health and and their feelings and what they're thinking, you know, yeah. make sure yeah. they're all okay, you know. And sometimes maybe a better team has got a coach that's kind of a badass that doesn't yeah. really care about anybody. I don't know. Yeah, and Who maybe uh, maybe what he's teaching them is more important than a well, big that's what W, I keep right? Saying. More yeah. important than winning. Yeah, and that's what I posted yesterday. That picture of Zach. I said, you know, these little boys are watching how you handle a lose just as much as a win. Yeah. You know, whatever the score ends up, stay humble and kind. Stay humble and kind. Zach always yeah. tells me, like when he first got um, recruited down there, he said, Mom, I just always want to remember this song, Humble and Kind. Mm. He says, if I ever forget, just send it to me. Really? Wow. You know, it's hard for those boys to stay, you know, level-headed when the whole world thinks that they, you know, are the greatest things since sliced bread, yeah, you know. For sure. But he's super humble. He's a great kid. Yeah. He doesn't read any media. He has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> what's wow. going on out there. That's crazy. He is, I don't know what it is, Lisa, and I don't know him that well. And I'm a football fan, but I'm not like this crazy football fan. But yeah. something about that kid draws me in like no other kid I've ever watched. I watched him play at Corner Canyon a few games and watched how passionate he was. Watch him crack one kid and laid him out at that <laughs> game last year, the year before, and I'm like, that kid's got a freaking. He just. He's got something different. The passion. In him. He just loves it. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. I mean, he was when they. Um, I don't know if you saw the Brighton game a senior year, and he actually had a high ankle sprain um, that took him out for a few games. But I mean, he went down, sprained his ankle. They tried to take him out. He refused, went back in. It was hopping around on one foot and threw another touchdown pass before he'd go out. Wow. He just, he's played with concussions and not told anybody until the end of the game and was like, man, everyone had a black face. Mm. (laughs) He's just passionate. He's not a quitter. Yeah. Well, I love it the few times I've seen him at the gym and seen him at the beach and whatever. Tell him. He's a pretty damn humble kid. He is. Coming from a guy that notices a lot. Yeah. I really pay attention I mean, to really human beings. Get in now. there and like he's a humble dude. He is. Like I'm that kid and he's And I think that's why I sometimes special. get super 
you know, defensive of him because I'm like, man, you guys don't know. Yeah, no, this yeah. isn't some a-hole football player. Yeah. <laughs> he's, well, all they see is the, so is the guy on the TV, right? Yeah. And uh, making the passes or not yeah. or whatever. And right. then everyone's going to have all their judgments. But right. you're lucky you're the one that gets to really see who he is. I am. I am lucky. Tell me just a little bit about your other kids. Uh, so Whitney, she's a professional dancer. She dances with Odyssey. Um, and she actually was, she went to performing arts high school. Um, and then they asked her to be on Odyssey at 16. So she actually finished high school online and started touring all over Europe with them. Oh. So it's fun. Cool. How yeah. old is she? Uh, she just turned 21. Wow. Yeah. And then she teaches uh, at three different dance studios and does choreography and People love her. She's super firm, but she's, you know, not mean by any stretch, but she's really firm with the girls and is awesome at technique and has her own little thing going. And then um, Josh is a linebacker mm-hmm. at um, Corner. Yep. He's a little beast. He's a stud. He's a I've stud. <laughs> yeah. He's had, like, a pick of almost every game. I know. Well, I've seen two. <laughs> he's had one every game. Really? He's good, yeah. Yeah, he's got an eye for the ball. He does. I don't know. He just ends up right where the ball is. He somehow. really does. Yeah. Yeah, he's and a he, good player. He's just the same, just yeah. such a great kid. I mean, he'll call me. He'll text me sometimes. Hey, Mom, what are you doing? You want to hang out? Want to go to lunch? I'm like, yes, I do. Huh. So huh. we, um, he always says, Mom, you know we're best friends. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great kid. And he's going to attend BYU. BYU, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, you know, with Zach... He was our first. It was kind of new. We didn't start the the um, recruiting circuit until Zach um, after his junior year. Once we got there, you know, started going to camps. People don't realize. I mean, it is really a process. You know, when Mike got recruited, McBride found this poor kid down in Hawaii, came and watched him, and said, "I want you." And it's just not like that anymore. I mean, you start the recruiting process. You start sending letters. You start um, flying around to camps. I mean, it costs you ten grand a summer. You know, just to send your kids around. And um, sometimes you're jumping on three planes in two days, you know, to get around to all of them. And and um, when we did all of that with Zach, we were going to do it with Josh, of course. And Josh just said to me one day, Mom, am I going to go anywhere but BYU? Hmm. He's like, how many guys get to play yeah. with their brother? Yeah. And I'm wow. like, then just commit. So Be done. Cool. And save you time, money, well, energy. Well, and my whole family. Right? I mean, we have 50 plus friends and family that go to every game, you know? So thank heavens he felt that way. Now we're the type of parents that if he wanted his own journey and he's like, I'm tired of living in, you know, I don't want to be in Zach's shadow, but he's not. I mean, Josh is, they play different positions. I mean, and he's, he's a baddie on his own right. I mean, so he doesn't need to worry about that. He is a stud. He's a tough son of a bee. He is. Yeah. He is. He always has been. Really? <laughs> yeah, since yeah. he's a little kid, he'd be really? like six, carrying big boxes up the stairs, and he's always been a beast. But okay, who My- else? Micah. Micah. Uh-huh. Micah. Um, Micah is just—he's not as aggressive. He's like super, um, just the sweetest boy. We've almost lost him twice. He was run over um, by a car when he's eighteen months old in the driveway, and. Uh, he survived that. He was in a body cast really? for eight weeks. And then yeah. um, he was just riding a scooter at Corner Canyon and ran into the back of a car. Recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year. <laughs> and we're very lucky. I mean, and so he just, he tells me all the time, Mom, I think I'm meant to do something really great. <laughs> I said, I think you are. 
I'd agree with him. That just the most tender heart ever. I mean, and the poor kid, like growing up, he always got like the meanest teachers. I mean, I'm that mom. I don't talk to teachers. I don't call schools. I don't trade teachers. I don't. I'm just like that sucks, Micah. I'm like, but guess what? I can't fix your wife when you don't like her, and I can't yeah. fix your boss. No. And he would go in there every time, and everyone loved him. He was everyone's favorite. He's just super mm. easygoing. He has millions of friends. How old, Micah? Uh, he's 15. Like and he's, what's his hobby? He's a linebacker too. Hmm. And he's actually very good. And he, but he doesn't have, he doesn't love it as much as the other two. Okay. He's not quite as passionate. He's just not very aggressive. Really? You have to be a little aggressive yeah. to yeah. love football. You know yeah. what I mean? And so we tell him, you can pick anything you want. You can yeah. do anything you want, but you're not sitting home. Cool. So you got to have something that you can be proud of. You know, something you're working towards, you you name it. Yeah. And he still says, okay, football. Cool. You know. Cool. And? Isaac. Isaac. Isaac's in uh, eighth grade. Cool. And he's a quarterback like Zach. Yeah. And he's actually almost just like Zach. Looks like Zach. He acts like Zach. He still cries in the huddle like <laughs> Zach used to. <laughs> yeah. Because they care. Yeah. Maybe too much. Yeah. He'll like say... It's because of something hurt, but it's really because he's so upset that a play didn't go the way he wanted it. My coach is him. And um, he, um, he's a great kid. I mean, they're just all good. I'm well, lucky. Then I'm you very got fortunate. your little girl. And Sophie. Sophie. And the Lord gave me her last, so I'd have six kids. Yeah. <laughs> I adore it. She acts just like me. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, super spicy, super... You know, after four boys, yeah. she's tough as nails, but and she's a cheerleader. Yeah. She's 15, 14? No, she's just turned 11. 11? She's tall. Oh, I thought she was almost... No, so after age. four boys, then Mike's like, we're going to have another boy, so we need a planet perfect for football. Oh. <laughs> so she's um, oh. September 13th. And does she have any hobbies? Uh, yeah, she's a comp cheerleader. Cool. So she's like, she yeah, she's cheer. really good. Yeah, she's awesome. an awesome tumbler. Mm. Fun. Yeah. Got your hands full. Yeah, they're all whatever they choose to do. You're crazy. 150%. That's what we do. Wow. So I'm going to ask you about the mind and the body. You have any thoughts between the relationship between the mind and the body? Any thoughts about it? Well, they definitely have everything to do with each other. Yeah. No? What, what Does the body run the mind or the mind run the body? Um, I would say the mind runs the body, but you probably you might agree, disagree with me. I don't know. Oh, I'd agree with okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I your mind that. can control everything. I think so too. I mean, when people were, um, I don't know if you saw the posts. <laughs> I might. I'm people not might a big think I'm crazy. No. Guy. Well, everybody was right. laughing that I was praying during the Tennessee game. Oh. They were all saying I was yes. praying. I saw. I and saw. I, you, and I threw I saw in. Um, I threw in a couple like. Not can we win, because I don't think any higher power cares about that at all. It was more, um, I knew Zach had been diligent. I knew that he had put in the time. I mean, nobody works harder than him. He's down there at midnight at the football facility. It was more of a help him stay calm, Mm -hmm. help him remember what he's learned, help him have confidence, help him trust his team, you know, all of those types of things. But I did also a lot of Zachary you have this. I mean, it was a lot of positive talk to him. And my husband's like, 
you're so weird. I'm like, I made him. <laughs> I made him. And I believe we're all connected, like, spiritually. I do. Especially that motherly bond with their yeah, child. Yeah, I just do. Is like no other bond. I feel I've like he can seen. feel that. You know, then if I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, you're going to screw up. Oh, my gosh. I think he can feel what energy I'm sending, you know, to him and the team. I mean, I think it's our energy is so important. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that's what I was doing. I'm glad. <laughs> I did see you praying <laughs> on the, when they hit you with that shot. Yeah. But yeah. I just thought you were like, come on. No. Zach. No, it's like in depth. Cool. Spiritual. You're throwing him like your juju, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, I made him. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You can throw him whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be good because you're his mother, That's right? That's right. Who cares? <laughs> That's so right. Much. Um, so, uh, what do you do to take care of your mind and your body? Um, more than, I mean, I try really hard just from the minute I get out of bed, and I teach a lot of this in my class, I wear a mic. So, as they're working out, you know, I go through all of this, you know, from the minute your feet hit the floor. You know, your mind is instantly, you know, gearing towards negative or positive, you know, and it's totally up to you how that day is going to go. You know, I mean, I think that just us constantly trying to stay on the positive, you know what I mean? Like you're driving on the freeway. Man, I hate this stupid freeway to Provo. Or are we more, this is going to be so amazing when it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we just, just our energy, whether we're going towards the negative or the positive, you know, yeah. I mean... Ah, my kids always are messing up my house. I'm so lucky I have a house yes. to mess up. Exactly. You know? I mean, we get so caught up on my damn dishwasher's broken. You have a dishwasher. Are you I kidding? I know. You know, we just don't realize what fortunate people we are. So just constantly reminding, you know, and I tell the girls in my class, what is the first thing we always say? And people say, how are you? I'm tired. Mm. Instantly your body just went, oh, I'm tired. You know, don't say that. Say, I am so great. I said, now, when you say, I'm so amazing, I'm so great, I'm so happy, what person comes back and says, oh, I, I'm not, I'm miserable, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. You know, but we get this, I'm so tired, I'm so worn down, I'm so miserable conversation going with each other. We just quadrupled our negative energy right there. And then we both walk out and start spewing it all over the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So I call that the ripple effect. Yeah. Right? Ripples out throughout the world, whatever you're throwing out there, and then that's kind of what you get back. Yeah. So I just think it's important that from, like, every, watch everything that comes out of your mouth, everything that comes out of, you know, what we're typing, what we're texting, what we're posting, what we're saying, what, you know. I mean, just like when you go to wherever and kind of get a Diet Coke, we're out of, our Diet Coke machine's broken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you want to freak out. Just, you know, watching every little word we say. Cool. And what about the body? How do you take care of your bod? Um, well, I, you know, I teach a couple classes a, a, a day. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like I've, um, I, I teach for a different reason, and then I get the benefits of that for my body. But it's kind of an, a complete package, like helping other people is um, done so much for me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And then my body just gets to reap those benefits and just staying super active, just always moving, right? Yeah. The body is such an amazing, amazing machine. I mean, what it can do, 
Mm. I mean, what a beautiful thing, just constantly moving, seeing the world, you know, seeing what a beautiful place we've been given and yeah. dancing to music, you know, yeah. <laughs> every chance you get. Body's the most amazing machine in the world, <sighs> I think. Oh, amazing. Stunning. I tell the girls in my class all the time, I'm like, put your arms above your head when we're dancing. Put your arms up. I'm like, you never know when you're going to lose one. Come on, take every chance. You get to be grateful for moving and your heart beating and your feet dancing. And yeah, it's a, yeah, when you sit down. Well, we take it for granted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the body. And it shows up every single day you get out of bed and it shows up and it does whatever you tell it to do. That's right. It doesn't have a yeah. choice. Yep. Amazing machine. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. That uh, is going to wrap it up for part one with Lisa Wilson. Uh, stay tuned for part two. It gets better. Uh, and your exercise for the week is to actually do some physical exercise. I want you to go push yourself hard for one minute solid maybe if you can do two minutes and go maybe run as quick as you could get on a pedal bike at the gym and go as hard as you can for one minute and really get that heart rate up and then uh, notice the endorphins that kind of kick in and uh, calm the mind so this week's mind exercise is actually doing some hard physical exercise the goal is to do it three days this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, can't wait to uh, hear part two. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Peace out. Your turbo lover. <laughs>